My child is getting so big. I'm sad. He's graduating to a 125. A Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey, welcome in. Thank you for downloading this episode and thank you for subscribing. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kiefer. Thank you for joining me. And of course, this podcast is presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. But first things first, Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com is the trusted online source for parts. Accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bones. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. Go check out Rocky Mountain. Order some parts. Go check out their YouTube channel. We just got done doing the 2020 Honda CRF 250R impression with Chase Cook. You guys know Chase over there. He is the the gift of gab in the fantasy world. So go check us out. We did some cool videos over there. Um, It's a cool channel. They do all kinds of reviews as well. So, uh, yeah, go check them out. Of course, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. I just got my Fly Racing gear bag full of all of my summer camp gear. That was, uh, I don't know, what, six weeks ago? That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Oh, hey, that's my son Aiden, by the way, jumping on in. Hi, Aiden. Hello, guys. Hello. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just got my bag stoked. Uh, if you guys want to go check out the product line over at Fly Racing, hit flyracing.com on your laptop, computer, phone, whatever it is that you use, and go check them out. They have a bunch of cool stuff in there. Um, I'll have to get Aiden on this here pretty soon. He refuses to go to Fly Racing for some reason. Which we will not talk about right now, so just zip it over there. Mm. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to migrate him over to fly racing and be a fly family here pretty soon. Race Tech, you guys need your suspension done? Revalved? Serviced? Oil? Bushing? Seals? Maybe some engine work? You got a vintage bike? They do it all. Racetech.com. Go check them out. Need a spring rate suggestion? They have that as well. You guys want a discount code? Hit me up. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I will get you in touch with Chris Riesenberg. He just got a new Honda. He's back on a bike after several years. I'm stoked. This makes me happy when people start riding again because, gosh, it's fun. It is a fun time. So go check him out, racetech.com. Pro Taper, protaper.com. I need to get this guy a set of Pro Tapers on his bike that we're going to be talking about right now because the stock ones on your bike, Aiden, is rigid. Oh, my gosh. You probably don't know anything about that. Right, you can't feel it. No, but I don't. As soon as I put a pair of Pro Taper bars on, you will know what it's like to feel cush. Cush. That's right, cush, Aiden. So um, go check those guys out, protaper.com. And last but certainly not least, you want to buy a 2020 KTM 125SX? Head over to Power Motorsports there in Oregon. You guys want a deal on a bike? Of course, you know the email, chris at keferingtesting.com. I will reach, I will actually not reach, I will get you in contact with David over there at Power Motorsports and get you guys a hell of a deal. Trust me, they have ripping deals right now. Maybe they have a 2019 left over. Hmm. So KTM, Yamaha, Kawasaki, pick your poison. Hit me up. I'll get you the best deals. Good guys over there, Power Motorsports. All right, boys and girls. Actually, probably not a lot. Maybe there's some boys and girls in this episode, Aiden. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really try hard. My son knows me, okay? So this is my son, Aiden Kiefer, by the way. You're introduced. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, so Aiden is uh, my 13-year-old boy. He's our only child, me and Heather's only child. Uh, 
thank God, because I don't think I can handle another one. He is a full-time job in itself. But he is uh, a moto fanatic. He likes to ride motocross a lot. And I brought him on this episode because I like to bring some two-strokes back into my podcast slash articles. And my kid is getting taller. He's getting older. He was on 85s. And simply put, it was time for him to graduate and move on to big bikes. Holy crap. But I'm going to do my best not to curse in this one, Aiden. It's going to be tough. Okay, let's see. Who curses more in the house, mom or me? Um, well, when you're mad, you cuss a lot, but mostly all the time, it's mom. But you know better not yes, to cuss, right? exactly. It's bad. Thank you. Yes. Okay, just want to make sure so we know this, because there probably will be kids listening to this episode, Aiden, because obviously there's kids in your age group slash size demographic that will be listening to this. Yes. So we're going to try to keep this family friendly. I'm just giving you this a, a heads up, because most of the time, my podcasts aren't family-friendly for the most part. There's some F-bombs at some times and some S-words and other words that we will not talk about today, but I'm going to work hard for you out there. So today we're going to talk about basically the 2020 KTM 125 SX and how it is on the track, because I wrote it as well, but how to move on if you're a parent and you got to look at your child and be like, oh boy, it's time for a a big bike. How do I know it's time for a big bike? Is he a super mini or she? Is he or she a super mini type right now? Or are we just going straight to big bikes? And why your child should not go from 85 to a 250F. That is not good. Not a smart So we'll explain that in this podcast as well. But So let's just go right down to it, Aiden. Give us some background about you. For the people listening, Aiden Kiefer... What do you like to do? What's your hobbies? Give us your grade. Give us your stats. Give us your height and your weight. Okay, so my height is 5'5", five five, weight 102 pounds, guys. I am, whew, I'm getting fat, dude. <laughs> You're not getting fat. I'm getting fat. He's all ripped up. Uh, if this was another podcast, we would probably mention something else. He's DNR. You guys know what that is. He's DNR, and you know what that is. Yes. So 102 pounds, 5'5", five five, and yeah. just... You're in eighth grade. Yes. And do you like school? It's okay. I mean, kids get on my nerves sometimes, but yeah, it's fun. What do you mean kids get on your nerves? Like, just kids in general, like they're annoying. Oh, really? Yes. Like just punks? Yeah, punks. You're not a punk at school, are you? No. Okay, so you're good, right? Yes. Okay, so Aiden's a good kid. Aiden Kiefer, 5'5", 102 pounds. And we have just graduated to a KTM 125SX. Previously, you were on what? A KTM 85SX. But you have ridden other machines. You started out on a... When we first put them on an 85, you were on a Kawasaki. Yes. And then we went to a YZ85. Actually, no. Time out there. Okay. Yes. Actually, first it was the YZ85 first, and then it was the Cowie. And then it was the YZ85 again. And then it was the Husky, I believe. And then that's when we had the shootout, which then I started riding the KTM more. And then you rode a big wheel. Yes. And that didn't wheel. end out very good. No, did it? it did not. Tell us what happened about the big wheel situation. I, I don't really remember what happened. He, he says I scrubbed the jump too hard and a foot peg caught. And bike fell in a ditch now at sunrise. <laughs> it wasn't even so much it fell in a ditch. So <laughs> I'm riding behind my son, which I love, by the way. For the fathers out there listening, uh, for me, I guess it's tough because I do this for a living. So I have to get a lot of work done when my kid goes with me. So my kid does get to go with me a lot riding. But maybe at some point in time during the day, I would love to get to ride with him a little bit more. I probably don't get to ride with him as much as I would like to because I have to do stuff. But... Um, the joy of watching Aiden ride, it really, it gets me going. I love it. It's a, it's, it takes me back to my younger years and there's nothing better to watch your kid ride and actually see the joy out of his face because he, uh, he loves riding so much. So we're at sunrise. Uh, Andy Jefferson from Husqvarna lets us ride or test a super mini 85 Husky TC 85 super mini. And you actually rode it good that day. You were ripping around, but I think you got a little too cocky. You had a little bit more engine. Yes. And had bigger wheels. And you tried to scrub a jump. 
your foot ripped off the side, and, the, and it was like a tabletop that went downhill, and you proceeded to get whiskey throttle off of the landing and then just launched yourself down into like a two-story ditch. Yes. And yes. I literally, that is probably the scariest thing as a parent to see your kid crash. I would almost not want to see it because the result is the result, right? But seeing it happen right in front of you, knowing you can't do anything about it, is probably the scariest thing I've ever been through. I don't know how my parents went through it. Seriously, I don't know how grandma and grandpa went through it when I was little. It's crazy. All I got to say is rest in peace to that bike. That was still a fresh bike, too. <laughs> that was a fresh bike. It was what we only had for, like, a you week. You are a numbskull, dude. <laughs> I felt so crappy, like, when you did that. That. I'm- I broke the subframe on it. Oh, you trashed oh, it. Oh, dude. <laughs> so, there was no way that bike he, was coming he, back. He cartwheeled down. I see him. I thought, I thought for sure, for sure, he was going to be knocked out because he slapped his head and his whole body slammed in the ground. Fortunately, you were in a 6D helmet, and that is, I'm telling you, I don't preach that much on this show, but that, that 6D saved your noggin, bro. Thank you, 60. I so, appreciate uh, it. So that's why they're an advertiser on the show. That's why there's a discount code for that and uh, just a quality good helmet. So that was your experience on a big wheel. So at some point in time, Aiden annoyed me enough. He really started growing, okay? So he started annoying me like I want to get on a super mini. I want to get on a super mini. Of course, he's big time YouTube. He goes on YouTube, sees these kids, Jet Reynolds. By the way, who's your favorite mini bike rider? Favorite mini bike Because you watch rider. all these guys' vlogs. I see this all the time. Favorite mini bike rider right now is probably Deegan. Deegs. Deegan's probably why, favorite. Why is he the your favorite? He's just sick. Like, I like his style on a motorcycle. It's sick. Okay. Those fat whips and everything. So he wants to get a big wheel, but I see this kid, man. Uh, over summer break, he just grew a lot. I mean, he grows so much that when we go out and throw the football in the backyard, his shoulder pops out because his joints haven't caught back up to his his length of his arm. So he's at that stage in life where he's going through puberty. His voice is changing. It's not funny. Uh, it's not funny. <laughs> you and mom gave me so much crap about that. That's just funny, summer. buddy. I went through it, too. So, but still, it's funny. Look Dude, at it happened at school today. Yeah, where I was talking to the teacher, and my voice just just went like that. Did it? Oh, I felt so embarrassed. Oh uh, well, it happens, buddy. I think everyone in that age group there is going to do the same thing. So, um, so yeah, so we had to make a decision as a family, which was kind of hard because I want to keep my child as safe as possible. Granted, we all know our sport is super dangerous. I'm not going to sit here. And tell my kid he cannot ride and be a hypocrite. Meanwhile, while I'm going riding every day, uh, riding has bring has brought me so much joy into my life, has uh, provided for my family. And let's just take the money aside. It just kept me out of trouble growing up. So at our house, we really try to instill value in Aiden and try to make sure he works hard, even though Dad gets a lot of free stuff. I drive it home for you to really understand that's not real life, right? No, it is not real life. So what is what is the number one thing I harp on you about? Work hard for everything you do. Right. Not everything not everything out there is gonna be free for you in life. Right. Someone's so what not, you see out in that shop isn't isn't it's not real life. No. You there's a lot of people listening to this podcast have to pay for every single thing they have if yes. they want to do it, they have to pay for it. Yes. Right? So we're at a crossroads with Aiden. We want to get him on a bigger bike, but I also don't want him, uh, since he's grown so fast, I don't want him to get on a super mini and just be too tall. So I've had some background in this. I know that he's pretty much, we had him sit on a 125. He's ready as far as physically, I feel like he's ready to go on a 125 because his technique is very good. And this is where I want to start this podcast out. Listen to me, parents, please. Technique is the number one thing you need to teach your child while he's riding. When Aiden started riding, he was on an electric Osset bike. And we went out in the backyard and just what? That's all we did. We made trials, obstacle courses, and practice technique the whole time. Right. So I made him ride in the balls of his feet. He stood up. This is how Aiden started at four years old. This is all we did in the backyard. So I know he has good technique, so I know he will be okay riding a 125. If your kid is a little Asiatic, that means crazy. That's what the word we use in the house, Asiatic. If your 
little out of control, you like to send it, and your kid's a sender, and he just wants to hit everything, probably need to get him on a Super Mini first before you get him on a 125. If he's, you know, I don't want to say not crazy. If he's just technically sound, okay, on a bike, and you know he's not, doesn't have huge balls, or she's not crazy, and she's going to go ape crap and get whiskey throttle on the bike. I feel like a 125 is okay, but you have to monitor it as a parent. You have to look at them. You have to watch them to see what they're doing. If you feel like they're doing something wrong, either A, get a trainer that knows about technique, or B, if you do know about technique, tell them, hey, don't worry about that jump today. We're just going to practice corners. And I do that to Aiden all the time. We will go to a track, and I'll say, nope. Ain't jumping that today. Don't even worry about it, right? Yep. There's a but, hip hip jump, right? Yeah, but sometimes I don't listen. I go and hit it by myself. Right, but I feel like you're a good enough rider. You know what's dangerous and what's yes. not. That's my point. Yes. So we got this 125SX and basically hopped on it. We measured him up. Can you tippy-toe? Uh, I can tippy-toe, yes. So... I thought you'd be smaller on it than originally thought, but you can tippy-toe and you can start it. Yes, I can. You can Without, start it off of the stand, correct? Like off of the stand, indeed. Have you crashed yet on it? Uh, have you fell over? And yes, you, you yes, have. I have, yes. And you picked it up? Yes. With your spaghetti string arms? Yes. And you were able to start it? <laughs> Barely. Here's Barely. a tip for you people that do not know. What is a tip, and this is a kind of a quiz, I guess, podcast as well. I'm dropping this stuff on you. I want to see if you know this, okay. these things. Does What do you do? You fall over, but you can't reach and you can't start it. How do you start your bike? What do you do? You push it over to a, let's say, like the backside of a berm. Uh-huh. You sit it on. You put your leg over. You put your foot on the berm, and you start it like that. So that way you're not tippy-toeing. Or you, so basically you find the high spot. The high spot, yes. That's what I taught you. You find some kind of high spot, okay? So your left foot is on a high spot so you can lean the bike over and kick it with your right foot. That is important. Yes. Sometimes it takes a little bit of energy to lift your bike. So that's another thing. That's another little rule. Uh, maybe your dealership will not let you do this, but if you can, tip the Super Mini over in the dealership floor. Yes. See if the kid can pick it up. If he or she is Struggle Street, Chances are he will not be able to lift a 125. I never thought about that. So you're in a dealership. There's a 125. Lay it over on its side nicely. Have the child try to pick it up. If he or she cannot, not a great idea to put him on a 125, him or her. I'm going to say this a lot. So him or her on a 125. So there's things that you guys can do to measure it all up before you go purchase a bike. I knew Aiden can lift it because he lifted a 450 in the garage by himself. So if he can do that, you can lift a 200 and 200 pound 125 because that's all it weighs. Really? Yep. That's light. Yep. It's only it's two sizes of you. Dang. Right. Yes. All right. So right down to it. How do you? How did you like your KTM 85 SX? Because we haven't really talked about that much. What was the benefit of riding that 85? The benefit of riding was 85. On that KTM that you rode. What did you like about that KT, KTM 85 SX? Sorry, I really like the suspension on it. It wasn't too plush. wasn't too stiff. It was so like, you don't mind an air fork? No. But you had spring fork on a Cowie and, and Yamaha. Which yes. one was better? I didn't really notice anything that much on the spring fork. So you, okay, that's good. I, I, I like that. Compared to the air, the fork? air fork, yes. Okay. So you didn't really notice much? No. Okay. So, but you felt like, I remember you telling me this, that you liked the KTM power because it was fast yes. and it picked up better off the bottom end. Yes. Like, come out of corners everything, pick up so fast, like, go, brap, so fast. All right. So, basically, for you guys listening out there, I watched my kid ride other brands of bikes. And when he did get on a KT, KTM 85, he has, his riding excelled. He got better in a quicker manner. And I, I don't know, and I can't pinpoint it if the ktm was just a better 85 and made him a better rider if or if he was just getting better himself but for sure that bike is fast it corners well 
And I just, by watching him, he fit that bike really well. As you guys listen to these podcasts, I'm not a huge fan of the Air Fork. Honestly, I feel like with kids, it's not a huge deal. Uh, It's easy to dial in for your kid's weight. So I think there are some positives to an Air Fork for the younger generation. So he rode that pretty well. We got him on the 125, and we fit him up. We sent you out to Glen Helen, out of all places, to really do you up the right way. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) inaugural ride was GH, right? Yes. So how did the inaugural ride go? Let's, let's, hold on. Take a step back here. Okay. Were you nervous getting on the bike? Oh, I've never been so nervous in my life. I was scared I was going to get whiskey throttle, going up the hills, or I was going to come out of a corner, I was going to rip my arms off and just pop my shoulder out again. Right. I, I got really scared of that. So you got on it. I told him to be careful. I watched him. Um, we, we tried to set the sag for him, but obviously he's 102 pounds. I weigh. Right. Nothing. So here's the deal. We will give you a, a setting spec for your child moving on up. I have that here written down. But let's just say, how did you like riding that bike right when you got on it? I love ripping corners on that. It was like... It was so like that a, was the first thing that you noticed that you felt like you liked a lot? Yes, cornering on it. So you liked the KTM cornering? Cornering, yes. Why Why is that? Why, do you, why did you like that? I like the cornering on it more because it's not... Let's see here. What's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here. Um, I don't know. You tell me, son. Uh, let's see here. It's very stable coming out of corners. It doesn't... Okay, so that kind of makes sense. So you have a, a bigger bike. You have larger wheels, okay? Yes. And... What we use, and you probably do not know this, but we call it cornering stability. Nope. So you're used to riding at these open practice days with big bikes. So you have little wheels. So you have this, these ruts that are made for big bikes. Okay? Now you're on an 85. Those ruts and bumps are not meant for your bike. So it's probably a little bit sketchy slash unstable when you're going through corners. Now you're on a bigger bike. It fits those ruts appropriately. And it just feels more stable, correct? Yes, indeed. Okay. So what did you think about uh, the overall experience right when you started accelerating down going up to Talladega at Glen Helen? What I noticed is that it pulls, like, very fast. So compared to your 85, was it, I guess, what I want to get across to the people out here, is it intimidating or was the power okay that you weren't scared of it? I, I was scared of it a little bit because I thought if I gave it too much startle that I was just going to go balls off the wall right. and just go ape crap right. everywhere. Okay. So, but I realized I have to have throttle control on this. I have to be smooth with it because technique always comes first. Technique yeah. before, before twisting the throttle on right. anything. Right. So you're going to want to, like I said, have a little bit of technique. Make sure you don't get whiskey throttle. But overall, the KTM... Power feeling, huge amounts more than your 85, or was it just barely noticeable? Um, it was barely, barely noticeable. So it's not that big of a change? No. So your 85 compared to your 125? <sighs> your 125 just a little bit faster. 125 just a little bit faster, yes. Okay, so that's good news. So like, you didn't feel too intimidated by the power. You, you know, you were cautious, which yes. I like, but it wasn't crazy intimidating getting on no. that power. No. Uh, what's the most fun thing about this motorcycle to you? More power. I love how there's more power on it. I don't have to hit jumps as hard, and I don't have to work as hard as I did on the 85 because we were at Glen Helen, first day testing it. Second lap, the wall jump before the um, finish line. Yeah. I went, I hit it like mid-throttle, and I still over-jumped it. I was like, oh, okay. Because on the 85, I mostly have to hit everything wide open because it's such a smaller bike and there's not that much power on it. Right. So, yeah, so you got to make sure as well as a parent, you got to tell your kid, look, respect the bike. I always tell Aiden that. Respect it. I can't, I can't tell you guys out there enough. Don't worry about your kid going fast right now. It'll come. They'll do their thing. You can't push them. If you want your kid around for a long time or you want to take care of your child and not have him sitting on the couch, him or her, 
sitting on the couch with a broken leg, arm, or whatever, take your time. Practice corners. Uh, Go out to a field. If you have a field, just do some figure eights. Just get to know the bike first before you take them to a track. I was fortunate enough to spend a lot of time with Aiden out in the desert by our house, so he has some technique, and I know that he's capable of going to Glen Helen. But if you're unsure and your kid's transitioning from an 85 to a 125, don't send him out on a weekend at a packed track expecting him or her to be okay because it's sketchy. It's not smart. Protect your child. Trust me. I think I'm overprotective for Aiden. A lot of a lot of parents out there are going, man, you're really just like, you want your kid to race? I'm like, yeah, if he wants to. Uh, I'm not really stressing on you racing. Yeah. I'd rather you be safe and have fun. Yeah. Because let's face it, you're 13 years old. I still have a long, a long way ahead of me. Yeah, and and look, dude, <laughs> we don't have enough money as a family to make you a professional racer for the rest of your life. If that happens, great, but the chances of that are slim. So we're gonna do this as a family and have fun, and enjoy it, right? So be safe, parents. Do the right thing. So Aiden likes the power, easier to ride. How is it hanging on with your legs versus the 85? Can you grip it? It is, it's a little hard to grip her because I weigh nothing, basically. Right. And when I grip, I can't really feel it that much. Okay. So it's a little bit harder to grip compared to the 85 because the 85, easier to grip. Yeah, smaller, obviously weighs less. Yes. You you probably towered over it a little bit more. Yes. So um, now that we're here, now that we'll talk about the suspension in a second. But now that we're on the 125 and you have, what, three rides in you? Three or four? Four rides in me, yes. Four rides, four days on the yes. on the track? Do you regret not having me get you a super mini? No, I do not regret anything at all. So do you like having this 125 now? Yes. The more I think about it, it would have just been a waste of time because super minis are basically the same thing as the 85, just with bigger wheels on it. Right. And it would have just been a waste of time. And then after that, I probably would have been on 250, which is not a smart idea. You know, you're not going 250 yet. No. You got some growing and I some. Have a lot of you years. got some meat to put on before you do that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So the transition from Aiden, I just felt like you know he was going to get taller quick, and he's going to outgrow the the super mini, and then we would have to go back to square one. Especially for you guys listening out there that don't have the luxury of getting free bikes like we do over here, right? So. Why go buy yourself a super mini when you're going to outgrow it and then you have to sell it and then you have to buy them a 125? So, uh, again, technique, safety, go to the dealership, size them up, tip that thing on its side. I'm sure your dealership will do that. I've asked dealerships just say, hey, man, can we just tip this thing down? I'm not going to drop it. just want to tip it down to see if my kid can pick it up. That is important because he or she will fall and you will not see them. And he, they will have to fend for themselves at some point, so they have to know. Um, all right, so let's move on to the suspension. I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on this bike as well, because obviously this is a review of the KTM 125. But also, like I said, I'm a parent. I want my kids to be safe, and I want you parents out there to, to listen to this with your child to see if he or she is ready for a 125. The suspension plan, simple, is too stiff for you, bud. Yes. So what we did, and I have the notes right here. So stock air fork pressure in this KTM 125SX is 8.5 bars. I went down to 8 bars for Aiden. And, of course, you know none of this because I just hooked you up, right? (laughs) Uh, But I have asked him, and I'll talk to you about this in a minute. So I went down to 8 bars. Basically, that's two spring rates. Uh, Every .2 is a spring rate, okay, in bars. So you want to go down. I went down two spring rates for Aiden. Um, compression, 14 out, rebound, 11 out. So I still softened it up a little bit on the compression, but I also slowed down the rebound so it's not so so fast and quick for him. I was watching him ride, and I felt like the fork was m- maybe moving a little bit too much. And, of course, we have these O-rings on the fork legs himself to see how much travel he is using and he was using almost all of it, but I wanted it to slow down, so slowing the rebound down helped. We couldn't get the correct sag reading for you with that shock spring, so I put a softer shock spring in. Oh, you and, put that on? See? You don't even know. You told me at Glen Helen Saturday <laughs> that you felt the whole thing was better. That's what you said. Yep. 
Okay, we're going to get to you in a minute. I'm going to get to you in a minute. We're going to explain this whole thing here. Um, so the stock shock spring is a 3.9, and I went to a 3.8. So a little bit softer shock spring. That way I could get 105, 106 millimeters of sag. That's a good ballpark. If you guys can get between 104 to 106, that's great for your child. Low speed compression, 17 out. High speed compression, 1 and three quarters out, and rebound 12 out. That's a setting for Aiden that I feel like is comfortable. Yes or no, you can disagree with me. That's fine. I just want let, to let people know what you think of the suspension because how light you are. And we've ridden some rough tracks. Yes, I think it's very soft, which I like soft because I don't So like... you think it's soft? Yes. So could we firm it up? Yes, we can a little bit. Okay, so we might go a little bit firmer on the compression. Yes. Okay, go ahead. It's like... When you fixed the um shock spring, yes, the shock spring. Okay, it felt like I was sitting on a couch. Oh, like so this soft, soft plush couch. So we know you, the word for couch, and hopefully you can take over the business one day, Aiden. Okay. Uh, when you have a couch feeling, that's plush. 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 So you have a plusher feeling with a softer shock spring. Yes, that's what you're saying. Indeed. Okay, coming down the hills of Glen Helen. Does it feel deflect? Do you feel any deflection? Do you feel any harshness anywhere? No. It kicks a little bit. Kicking in the rear? Kicking in the rear, yes. Okay, so on bumps? Yes, on bumps. Okay, so maybe it's all starting to make sense because obviously if it's a little low in the front, it might be kicking you in the rear, so maybe we will go a little bit stiffer. So this will evolve as you get a little bit faster on it, uh, as you get a a little bit heavier, we will, you know, maybe go back. To a heavier uh, air pressure, uh, you know, add some air in there. Yes. Maybe go in on the compression. So, but that is a good baseline setting for you kids out there that are between 100 to 115 pounds. Um, I just read you guys all of that information. Start there. And uh, I feel like that is, like you said, a plusher setting and get your kid comfortable without having a lot of deflection in the suspension. Um, I actually got a chance to ride this bike today as well. I feel like, uh, man, I rode 125 Supercross in 2004, 2005. These things have come a long way. It's very fun to ride. Obviously, I'm not a huge two-stroke guy. I'm not a huge fan of two-strokes, but this KTM 125 has come a long way. I used to bitch about... Ooh, I said a cuss word. Oh, there's one. Uh Uh-huh. I uh, used to be mad about vibration on these KTMs, and although it is a little bit... Still has a little bit of vibration coming through the handlebars, but I think it's not due to the frame. I think it's due to the the stock handlebar. And uh, dude, for second gear roll on for me out of corners, this bike has a lot of pickup. It it's fast, even if for my 170 pound butt, it'll pull me around. And for me, ripping around Glen Helen, that says something. And it pulls me up the hills quite a bit. Actually, I was behind Aiden one day, and I was on a KTM 450, and maybe I was three bike lengths, four bike lengths back from Aiden going up Mount St. Helens, and he actually pulled me right out of the hole going up the hill. Obviously, he's 100 pounds on a 125, but I didn't start really pulling him until midway up the hill to the end, and then I could pass him, but if he had a little bit better corner speed and... uh maybe a little bit better technique up the hill, I don't think I would have caught him that quick. So this thing is very fast. Obviously, you can't run third gear. You're going to have to downshift more. It's something that I have to you know recommend to you guys out there that are older, getting on this bike. Make sure to downshift the second gear. First gear is too low. You will never be down that far unless you're in an arena. And uh, I think the gearing is spot on stock. I wouldn't change the gearing even for Aiden. I listen to him, and he's in second gear a lot through corners, so I appreciate that that bike is uh, not only can pull him out of corners fairly well in second gear, but it's not going to rip his arms off. It doesn't have that hit like a YZ125, which you haven't ridden yet, Aiden, which I want you to ride. I want to ride it too. Okay, but uh, the YZ125 is a little bit crisper. It has a little bit more RPM response and maybe slightly, slightly scarier to ride for a kid coming off of 125 because it's so barky off the bottom. The KTM has a smoother roll on. It's a little bit friendlier off the bottom. 
But for sure, mid to top end, just like all KTMs, it's really fast and has a lot of overrev. So uh, I like having fun on this bike. Um, I appreciate the fact that it's not so intimidating for Aiden that he can't get on an intimidating track and uh, be scared of it and just come off and say, I don't want to ride it. Uh, frankly, the first day at Glen Helen, I noticed that he was so excited to ride, he didn't really want to get off the bike. And uh, he was basically showing off to his friends, going down the pits and like, hey, look what I got. Uh, I, I got a new bike. That. I remember uh, when we were getting ready to leave, I said, hey, I want to go out for another time. I'm like, all right, go out. Go out another time. Oh, you boy. Know? Yep. And, uh, well, you didn't ride. You went and talked to your homies and didn't go ride a dirt bike. So we left, and he was mad because he didn't get to go ride. But that's what happens if you sit around and talk. So, But I do notice that you were really happy, and it kind of, I don't know. For me, I saw something in you. Like when you're on an 85, you got kind of bored. I felt like you were maybe – get a little stagnant on it, and now I feel like having this 125 sparks some interest in you to ride. Yes. So let me ask you this question. You played football, you play sports. Where does motocross, riding motocross, rank for you? Well, I'm going to have to say motocross is number one right now. Okay. Because it's not one of those sports where you have to worry about getting playtime because, like, let's say you're second string. Right. And in our league, you only get 10 plays a game. So you don't have to worry about, about football. that. Yes. Yeah, explain you to the people have... what you're talking about here. Okay. And you don't have to worry about that at all. On a dirt bike, you can just go, put gas in your bike, gear up, and you just go ride. Do you feel like freedom? Like it's freedom yes. for you? I do feel like it is freedom. You're by yourself. <laughs> I do feel. Do you think about anything else when you're on the bike? No. All I think about is where I need to hit my marks and yep. lines and everything. Okay. Do you so, feel like you can hit your marks and lines better on a 125 now? Yes, I do. Okay. So just the bigger, overall bigger aspect of the bike is better for you. Yes. Does the bike feel heavy at any point around the track? No, it does not feel heavy anywhere around the track. I Mostly, it feels like I'm, a, I'm picking up a pit bike, basically. That's how light it feels. So it doesn't feel any... Heavier than your 85? No, it feels a little bit heavier than my 85. Where at does it feel heavier? It feels a little bit heavier coming into the corner when I'm leaning it over. It feels just a tad bit heavier Mm -hmm. than my 85. Okay. Since my 85 was basically a little bike, basically. Yeah, it's a small bike. Don't be scared. It's just commercial time. Save yourself some money, some time, some headaches. Listen to these commercials, please. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right there on board with the KieferIncTesting.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6DHelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sports Series the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. and uh, It runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check the legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Honestly, tried it. 
was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. The one thing that bums me out about racing moto is waiting around all day just to do two or four motos. I don't want to be sitting at the track all day and have three hours in between my motos. Well, you know what? Old Timers Association has been around a long time, and the guys from Oregon Old Timers have come on board with this podcast and want me to talk to you about their series. Very cool series. I've raced them before. They have 20-minute motos, long motos. Usually, you're done by 3 o'clock. You're in and out. You get to race, go home, finish your chores, spend time with your family, go do stuff with your wife, whatever it is. It's a fun, family-filled environment there. They have races all over. It's not just in Oregon. They have races in California, Glen Helen, Montana, Richland, Washington. They go to Hangtown. They go to Washington again in Washougal, which is very cool. And, of course, they go to British Columbia, Boise, Idaho, even Edmonton, Canada, and Fernley, Nevada. You can check out the series at OregonOldTimers.com, and you will even see me at a couple rounds this year. So check them out. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. VertexPistons.com. Head over to FMFRacing.com. Get yourself a hoodie, shirt, hat. Not only do they have special parts for your motorcycle to make them fast, they have special parts for your body to make you look cool. Go check them out, fmfracing.com. Use the code KEFER19. Save yourself some money on all the clothing. Do yourself a favor and do it. Thank you. Firepowerparts.com. Check them out. Batteries, chains, and even oils and chemicals. Firepower has got you covered. I use Firepower batteries in my YZ450F and 250F. You guys know all about that. I got chains on my bikes here, test bikes. And now... Oil too? What? Go check them out. Firepowerparts.com. You can get that stuff over at RockyMountAtvMC.com. You'll thank me later. Guess who's back? Back again. Kiefer Tested's back. Tell a friend. Let's rip off the jetting. I know you don't know much about this. So uh, a two-stroke has a carburetor. Uh, Mm -hmm. Your four-strokes, like I have, are fuel-injected, like cars. Okay? So a carburetor uh, is tunable. Obviously, so is FI, do the ECU settings. But back in the day, we had the jet. That's what they called, you know, basically changing um, the fuel through the carburetor through jets. Okay. Okay. So this is the jetting spec we have on this 2020 KTM 125 SX. Let me tell you guys something. Two years ago, actually, I should say three and a half years ago when I was at Dirt Rider, uh, the KTMs were rich feeling. And we had to change the needle. Pilot, main, it was a mess. Like, lots of things going on. So, this thing's stock came fairly crisp. Uh, I had no problems with Aiden fouling plugs. I had Aiden foul plugs on the KTM 85SX when he was riding it. This thing has yet to foul a plug. Aiden has fouled the plug sitting on the stand, warming up the bike. Remember the day? You're like, and it would die. 
Oh, yeah, I do remember Because that. what Aiden likes to do is start it with the choke and then immediately go, ah, and it's not warmed up yet. And so then what happens, it goes, blah, 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 and it'll foul a plug. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. That was yeah. that comp edge. Yes. Yes. And then we had to clean it. Da, 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 da. So this 125 has not done that. It Obviously, Aiden has gotten better about warming up bikes, but even when he's lugging around with me, playing around with me on the track, no problem with it loading up and fouling plugs. However, this is our jetting spec, peeps, so write this down. Main jet, 500. Pilot, 35. Needle, 6BFY43-71. 6, Barry Frank Yaris 4371. I said Yaris. What is Yaris? I don't know. I think it's a car. <laughs> I think it's a car. What's a word? It's a word that starts with a Y. I don't um your. Okay. Let's start over. Six Barry Frank Your 43-71. There you go. Yours. Uh clip. Second from the top. Air screw 1.5 out. Write that down in your notepad. Stick that in your toolbox. Use that. You should be good. We are at 3,500 feet of elevation here where we live. That is a great jetting spec. And it goes all the way down to sea level. We have ridden down to sea level. So zero, I would say zero to 4,000 feet. This is the jetting spec that you're going to want to have. And this is a no-fuss jetting. This bike is not a big deal to jet. And honestly, if you guys want to change anything out of stock, maybe raise the clip up one to make it a little bit crisper. And it still doesn't have a lean pop to it. So uh, very easy to work on this bike. Lots of room inside the frame. Air filter removal is insane. Even Aiden knows how to do it. I just learned how to put the plastic on. You the side me, cover, you mean? Yes, the plastic. That's called a plastic side cover, the Plastic son. side cover. So uh, overall experience, Aiden, KTM. If you could choose one manufacturer to be sponsored by, and don't be don't be scared about being truthful. This okay. is what we do here on this podcast. Okay. You know me. Yes. One manufacturer to be sponsored by. Who would you want? Oh. If you could ride anybody's 125, let's say all the manufacturers rode, you know, sold 125 two strokes. What you got? I'm going to have to say is Star. A Star 125, a Yamaha? Yes. Dave hooked you up on a KTM and you just dogged him out, dude. I'm just saying that. Oh my star, god, he failed like, the first out, test. Time people. out, time out. He failed the first star, test. Time out. Go ahead. Star bikes are really like they sound sick and mean. Who rides a one Z125 for them in, in Loretta's? Oh, uh, what's that kid's name? You don't know. No, right. no one does anymore. Matthew LeBlanc used to ride their okay. super mini. Okay, the YZ125s do sound good, but honestly. Uh, when we did a shootout between a YZ125 and a KTM125, uh, it was split down the middle. Some people liked the YZ125 for bottom and mid. Faster guys liked mid to top end um, on the KTM. And for me, I like Aiden not having a ton of bottom end right now because he's so light and he's new to this whole 125 scene. So uh, for me, it's uh, kind of nice not having a lot of explosive low-end power. And when I say that, tre I'm trying to tread lightly here because it does have a lot. It just doesn't have like the RPM response like the YZ125 has. So um, I want to talk about durability a little bit on this bike. I mix this thing 40 to 1. You know how to mix gas now, right, Aiden? Yes. After... You want to tell that story? Uh, go no, ahead. I, I, okay. So we're in Colorado, getting ready to go to Thunder Valley. The day before, he was like, all right, mix your gas. So I said, and, okay. And, and I've showed you before. Yes. Okay, go on. But I had my head up my butt. Oh, boy. And I mixed it wrong. I think I mixed it. <laughs> I th you don't know what you did. Basically, we seized an engine because you had your head up your booty. Yes. And you weren't paying attention, which, you know, 12, 13-year-old kids do at times. And uh, not enough oil. Nope. What does the oil do inside the engine, Aiden? What is the oil's purpose for a two-stroke? Oil's purpose is for it to what's that? What's that thing called? The piston. The piston, yes. What's it? What's it do? It oils the piston. All right. So Good it doesn't for get you. Dry. Wow. I'm smart. Where did you learn that? I didn't tell you that. You I don't, not. 
<laughs> you must have learned it from me, dude. We must have talked about that because I feel like you didn't pull. No, that we out didn't of, talk about it. You didn't pull a rabbit out of your hat on that one. No. So forty to one ratio. I we use Motorex. We have used other oils. To me, forty to one is a great um, spec. Look at your owner's manual. Obviously, they might say something different, but for me, year-round here in the desert, 3,500 feet, very cold winters, 30, 40 degrees. We ride in up to 100-degree temps in the summer. 40 to 1 is fine. Uh, I do like the, ooh, what about the Hydro Clutch? You like that? I do like the Hydro Never Clutch. Never fades, but you had one on your KT85, but it was a different. it was a different hydraulic clutch. Really? Yeah. They use a different hydraulic clutch. You're on a Brembo was, clutch now? Oh. Man, I, I I don't know. I could I, I forgot the name of the eighty five SX clutch, and I will think of that probably later in this episode. But now you're on a full size what what I would use on my KTM four fifty SX. So now we don't have to we don't have to. Well, go it uses parts. different size clutch plates. So, oh. but air filters we share now. You're on a, a similar t- front tire, rear tire. You probably go to a one ten if you if you guys wanted to. So. If you guys out there listening worried about 190-19, this bike will accept a 110-90-19. That is not a problem. Um, again, gearing is stock. What do you feel about the rider cockpit? We didn't talk about that. So now you're 5'5", five five, you hop on. You know what the rider cockpit is? No, I do not know what the you rider You know what a rider cockpit. triangle is? We've talked about it before, but I forgot. Can so you it's explain to me? Oh, wait, I think I noticed. To pegs, to handlebars. Yes. yes that's Three it. points, right? Yes. When you get on it, how does it feel? I feel like we could roll the bars up just a little bit more. They oh, so feel... you want them up? Yes. Okay. Yeah, a little bit up. How do you feel about the bend? Um. Do you like that bend? You yes, no I pro- do like that bend. Okay. It kind of reminds me of a pro taper flat bar bend. Okay, so it's kind of it's a neck and bar, people. And again, if you wanted some more dampening character on that bike, um, even if you're an older dude like me, go to a Pro Taper Evo bar, a great bar. Uh, you can get a Pro Taper Husqvarna stock bend, which I will put on Aiden's bike. Uh, it's a flat, low bar, and uh, that seems to be a very good bar for his height, up to five eight, five nine. So Husqvarna stock, it's what all the FCs come with i like that band it's a little bit longer so you might have to cut them down to 803 millimeters which i will do for you as well buddy um and you will notice less dampening character on uh i'm sorry increased dampening character on a pro taper handlebar the the bar that you're running now is made by necken you familiar with that no i've never heard um, of Nekin. your your buddies over at star racing that's what they run really okay and uh, that bar is a little bit stiff, so your bike will feel even more plush with the Pro Taper bar. So overall, Aiden looks fair. If you see these pictures on my social media, and go to Keyfrank Testing on Instagram. We will have some shots of Aiden. If you can go, um, what is your Instagram? Underscore underscore AK seventy one underscore underscore. Oh my god, dude! Okay, so I wanted to change it to AK seventy one, but someone took that name. So I had I had to add some stupid underscores in it. Underscores are horrible for Instagram. Deals, I'm sorry. You know. So anyway, he fits the bike fairly well. He can tippy toe. He can manage himself. He's self sufficient on this bike. And I wanted to talk to you guys about. We talked about this at the top of the show. Why you shouldn't jump your kids into a 250F? That is simply dangerous for one. Going from 85 to a 250F, there's too much power. The way the bike reacts is totally different. You're going from a two-stroke to four-stroke, plus bigger wheels, plus more power. There's too many variables for your child to adapt to in a, in a short amount of time. Going, There is a great reason why KTM and Yamaha and Husqvarna still make 125s. It's a great bridge, and it's a great feeling to get on a bike and not be intimidated by it. So... Please do yourself a favor, get your kid a 125 two-stroke, get them safe, and uh, make them happy. Hell, if you want to get yourself a bike, both of you guys, get a 125 two-stroke, have fun, and uh, enjoy life. (laughs) It's tough to get on a 250F and stick your kid on that. I have seen a lot of parents go that route, and it's not safe. So for me, for... Seventy one ninety nine. That's how much this KTM SX is. One twenty five SX. 
$7,000, and I'm sure you could probably get a better deal over at Power Motorsports. That's a plug. That's what you call a plug, Aiden. The plug. Um, we are the plug. It's, it's cheap. It's cheap. And also, these KTM 125SXs hold the resale value very good. You can sell these things and only lose a couple grand when they do get older, they get bigger, and they want to try a four-stroke, if they do. I know a lot of kids, uh, Doug Dubok's kid, he's still on a YZ125, and he's 17, 16 years old? 17, I believe. Yeah, and he still loves the 125. He has no really want to get on a 250F. So um, for me, I think it's great. Aiden's liking it. We're going to try to go racing this weekend at a Swap Moto Live race. We're going to put him in a 125 uh, class. We got a Works Connection whole shot device. We're gonna throw that front end down, and we're gonna let, we're gonna tear you know tear it up, let you go. And we're gonna throw some sick Throttle Syndicate graphics on that bike, make it all look fresh. Oh boy! So we're gonna his first inaugural race. We will get a social media post about that. I don't think we'll do a podcast about your first race, but um, I think it's worth noting. We will try to maybe document some of that over on Aiden's or Kiefering Testing Social. To try to let you parents out out there know how this thing went, um, let's touch on one thing before we leave. You know what I want to talk about? See that silence? That's radio silence. I don't know what we're gonna talk. What about. What did you do wrong at Glen Helen last Saturday that we need to talk about? Okay. And, 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 and listen to me for a second. You parents out there, listen to this, okay? And you kids out there, if you're listening with your parents, listen to this. This is very important. Go ahead, Aiden. So I broke track etiquette rule, and I got Madison did because he stopped at the face of a landing. And when I went off the jump, I threw my hand up at him, which I didn't think about. You never know who could be under that Hold on. No, don't worry about the, the – don't – just hold on. Why were you getting mad at someone because they may or may not be as good as a rider as you? I got mad because it, you're trying to throw a lap time down and be fast than dad, right? No, I no. We are, we already discovered this. Okay, this this day is coming. This, this day, day is, is not coming. coming, dude. It's gonna it be a long time coming. before you beat me. No, it's coming. Anyway, get to the point. And I threw my hand up at him because he stopped at the face. Of- anyway, I saw this from behind. I was behind Aiden, and I saw him throw the hand up, not a finger, just kind of like, "Hey, what's up?" And the guy looked over at him and just kind of rode off the track. And I immediately got mad. So I waited. I held my breath. And I waited till we got back to the truck. And I explained to Aiden, you do not do that. Barring the guy T-boning you and running off the track or cross-jumping you, you do not do anything. You pay attention. Uh, you ride defensively on a weekend at a track. There's a lot of people. Everyone paid their money, just like we did, to ride the track. Yes. Regardless of skill level. They have just as much ride as we do riding the track, even though we're a higher level. So I told him to respect people and try to cut them some slack because they may or may not hold their line. You've got to be aware of that situation. So I don't want my kid to be a punk ass. That's the second cuss word in this one. I didn't want him to be a punk and have some dude be like, why is your kid an idiot and throwing me the what's up sign? Because you're a cool guy. Just go ride. Have fun. Be careful, and if you're trying to put lap in, just cruise. If you got someone in front of you that's kind of sketchy, chill out. That's a good rule of thumb for you kids out there as well. Listen to this. Relax. Not everyone's as fast as you, and if you are on the slower end and you're that guy stopping or sketchy, remember, hold your line. Stay to the side of the track, and if you are in the main line, that's fine. We will get around you. Don't worry about trying to move out of the way. We will find a way around you. That's what you should have done. Right? Or should have waited just a little bit more. I should have waited, yes. Right. So he learned a lesson, and you will not do that again. His homework for doing that was he had had to listen to the Practice Track Etiquette podcast with Travis and I, and I felt like you got something out of that, correct? Yes, I did. Okay. So moving on to the last thing here. Aiden, I didn't lap Aiden at Glen Helen until 19 minutes in. Now he's cocky. Now he thinks he's going to beat me. It's coming. It's not coming. I told Aiden a long time ago, the day you beat me is the day I'll stop riding. And that's soon. That's Like, what's soon to you? This year. It's happening this year. This year? Yeah. There's only, like, four Na- months hey, left hey, in the hey, year. Hey. 19 minutes, bro. 19 minutes. Oh, my gosh. 19 man. minutes. This is what I deal with, people. Cockiness. If it, let me know if your kid's cocky. Hit me up, Chris, at KeeferIncTesting.com. Let me know how your kids are. But my kid thinks he's the poop. 
19 minutes. Anyway, you are running good. I told you, but humbleness is a lot. Act like you've been there before, dude. Being humble is cool. You know, you don't have to be cool because, you know, when you're humble and nice and caring, that's a cool thing. So just know that, right? Yes. So overall, Dave at KTM hooked Aiden up. Thank you, Dave. He has played it safe. He likes the bike. Again, the suspension specs are right here to be had. i just going over them. If you guys need me to go over them again, uh, you can hit me up on my email. I'll try to send those out to you as, long, as well as the jetting specs. But overall, very reliable bike, fun bike to ride, easy to start, yes? Yes, it is easy to start. No problem? No. I would like to see, though, later in the future, an electric start on some of the two-strokes. They do. There is. Really? Yep. On a, There's some... In, there's enduro models that have electric starts. Oh, I did not know that. But they try to keep uh, the two strokes light in the motocross world. Yeah. So that's why there's a Kickstarter. Oh, I so, thought it would be lighter since there's electric start on it. No, electric start because you need a in, you need a little motor to to kickstart that that engine, right? Instead oh. of the, instead of the lever yes. kicking it down. Yes. You have a little starter engine motor that fires that thing up, so that weighs a lot. Okay. So. I know um, that. There's one thing you want to improve this bike. One thing that doesn't do good. Let's talk about that. Everything's not all pink lemonade and roses over here. No. Can you think of something that you would like to change on this bike for the better Ooh. around the track? I would like my front brake to hit sooner. So coming in the corners, you want it to lever to be closer and just want it to hit sooner. Yes. Because so it feels like there's... You know we can adjust that, right? No, I do not know how to adjust that. There's a little knob... Yeah. On these KTMs, that you can pull that lever outwards and it can hit sooner. Oh. Just like you can adjust your clutch in or out. Yeah. Lever, same thing. So there's a lot of cool things, cool features about KTM that I think's awesome. None of the Japanese manufacturer has that. I love that I can adjust my clutch lever, um, how far out and how far in it is. Same thing with the front brake lever, far out, far in. Um, I know these brakes are awesome, uh, they're great. Brembo brakes. I don't know if you even noticed that kind of stuff, Aiden. No, I have not. Okay, but for me as a rider, Brembo is top-notch, and uh, KTM has that in their bag and very, very good brakes. So uh, I even recommended some of that in my top five things to do on a YZ450F for 2019 was put a KTM front brake on it because that's how good they are, bud. Really? Yep. All right. So... That's it. Wrapping it up. We're going to try to check back on the durability side of this thing. I will do an article based on my findings on this bike because obviously I had Aiden write his notes, which your notes are right beside you. So I try to keep my kid, uh, every time he goes ride, keep some notes, what he feels. Maybe you parents out there could do that. It kind of teaches them responsibility, um, holds them accountable for some things. I know Aiden has to wash his own bike. The usual rule is you wash it when you get home, but for some reason there's a muddy bike out there. I have to go do that right now. So he's going to go wash his bike. We're going to stick some graphics, some numbers on. We're going to go racing. We're going to have fun as a family. Again, keep it fun, guys. Don't worry about your kid being fast or cool or coming pro. Just go out, enjoy your family, have a good time with them. I love spending time with my kid, honestly. Keeps him out of trouble, keeps him busy. He's not in a sport right now, so our sport right now is motocross. And him graduating up to this 125 has really sparked his interest even more. We are going to try to go to Loretta Lynn's next year, but Aiden has to show me what? Um, interest. And? Drive? Drive, yes. Because he's pumped on stuff for two weeks and then falls off a little bit, but this 125 seems to really grab his attention, so... Um, like I always say in my post, hashtag keep kids on dirt bikes. It is dangerous, but there are ways to keep them safe. Dress for the crash, not the ride. Put chest protectors on them. Put a good helmet on them, good boots, good knee protection. And we can try to lessen some of that dangerous stuff that we hear about all the time. So, um, very good bike from KTM. I recommend that bike for me. Uh, as a parent, if your kid is on the cusp, cusp of an 85 to a 125 and uh, seems to be no issues as of right now. So uh, I appreciate you joining me. Aiden, any parting words for you guys out there, for the people? Uh, no, I do not have any words. 
No, I didn't have any words. No. I'm Aiden Kiefer. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for thank supporting you. this podcast. I love dirt bikes. I love uh, trying to set an example for my kid. I know that he sees how much I work and uh, hopefully instills some kind of drive, drive and work ethic inside of him. And uh, frankly, it's just it's just a fun sport, man. I love it. And uh, hopefully, you and I can do this together, even when I'm old. We go trail riding sometime too. I, you know, it's been a long. I think it's time. time this year we're gonna go trail riding together. I'm scared of what? Everything. No, what? What's there to What's there to be scared of? I just don't like trail riding in general. Why? You haven't even done it. Yeah, I have. You went like one time. You know, I'm gonna take him trail riding. We're gonna do a maybe a podcast about trail riding. That'd oh, be cool. That would be cool, actually, for all the off road guys. And yeah. Everything. So. Um, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Support the advertisers that support this podcast. They keep this thing up and moving. Uh, I have fun doing it, and we'll keep the information flowing to you guys. Check out keferinktesting.com and or pulpmx.com. Lots of content. I am a strictly testing media-based website. That's all we do is test products, the no-bullshit reasons. That's three cuss words, but I have to use that word, Aiden. Excuse me. Because that's what I'm about. Aiden knows this. Lots of communication in our family. Lots of openness. <laughs> you do not lie in this family. Nope. Correct? What happens when you lie, bud? We get in really bad trouble. Right. Yes. Even if you do something wrong, just come out with it. Yes. So that's, that's a good lesson for you guys out there listening. Don't lie to your parents. You get things taken away. If you lie, your bike gets taken away. Not cool. Nope, a lot of things get taken away when you lie. Right, and your butt gets red because I'm going to smack it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you guys for listening. Check back next week. Hey, we did two podcasts this week, three last week. Yeah. Woo! We're on a roll, people. We're on that grind. See y'all next week. See ya.